FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Georgia Byrne and Father Rob Gallia, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Welcome to the season finale of season six. Five. Season five. Season five of the Catholic Influencers <laughs> podcast. Soon. Season six is soon. It's coming it... and we're going to talk about that um, at the end. Stay tuned for some cool little announcements about that. But we're excited. We're here. Yeah. We were here. We're here in the studio this time. The last time we were on the road, we we're sort of um, in the middle of a tour. Now we're actually in a place where we're locked down, semi-locked down right now, where we... Um, are in actually in the studio and can't be out on tour. Uh, have you had any cancelled events? Or? Pretty much all events are cancelled. We've got poor um, brides and grooms who um, are just yeah. devastated. Their weddings so, can't go ahead. So no weddings whatsoever. Like they couldn't even they have the. I fork. think they can celebrate with five people, but I mean that's crazy. No yeah. bands would be at that. No bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had one event that was cancelled, and that was speaking to a school in Ballarat. I think you were coming to that as well. Yes, or? that's right. But other than that, yes, uh, it's, this lockdown has been good for me anyway. I've been finding it... Uh, We're getting a lot of work done. <laughs> a lot and, of work done, And yeah. on a positive note, it has been good to slow down and, and be able to work in your track pants. I'm, I love doing yes. that. Um, but, no, it is, on a sad note, there are a lot of people who are struggling and yes. our churches are closed, which is, um, is yeah, ter- yeah, not it's good. Yeah, terrible. I, I, as a priest, I get to celebrate Mass and I get to sort of... But I, I do miss the community. It's just so weird celebrating Mass alone, um, even though I do it pretty much every week yeah. for, for online Mass. But at least, even though I do the online 10 a.m. Mass, I celebrate other Masses. I usually mm-hmm. have four or five Masses over a weekend, and I get to be with the community. But it's something I'm missing at the moment. But also, empathizing with so many of you who have been struggling for so long. And I know of people who haven't been to the Eucharist in over a year, oh you know, because and not because they don't want to, it's because they couldn't. They can't. And they and so yeah, we just uh, pray for you and that God will continue to bless you and continue to help you grow. But we pray also that you have this longing for the Eucharist. But we're not talking about the Eucharist this week. We talked about the Eucharist last week. We spoke about it last week because we were celebrating the feast of Corpus Christi. But now we are heading back into ordinary time. Our priests are going to be wearing green. Ordinary time. Um, the 11th Sunday of Ordinary Time. 11th Sunday. So we're going back like from feast. There were, there, we had Easter and then feast after feast after feast. And now we come to wearing green again, mm-hmm. um, which I like wearing green. I think it's... Uh, it looks it's, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> purple, purple and red are my favorite color, <laughs> colors to wear, but the white is nice too. Isn't it? All, all colors are nice. So let's get stuck straight into the gospel and it's the gospel of Mark. It's chapter four. It's verses 26 to 34. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, 
which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. And this is, again, the first of the speeches of the kingdom of God. This will not only be the, this will not be the only week where we're going to hear about the kingdom of God. And when Jesus was reaching the end of his, of his journey, um, he started to talk about the kingdom of God a lot. He started to talk about it because his whole life was about the kingdom of mm. God. It was um, a, about a time, a place where um, God would be king of all the earth, would be king of their lives first. Yeah. God cannot be the king of all the earth unless he is first the king of his disciples, the king of his church. And I believe, honestly, that the, the Jesus is not yet the king of the church. He's not yet the king because we're not, we're not ready. We haven't totally surrendered to the will, to the kingdom of God. And so this is the journey that we're struggling to be on. Yeah. And he's talking about this topic um, using parables of seeds. And I know that so in, I think it's there are three parables of seeds and one of these is only found in Mark's gospel. So that's the seed we've heard, I think, on my first ever podcast, wasn't it? The parable of the sower and the seed. And then mm-hmm. we've got the growing seed, which we hear about today, only found in the gospel of Mark. And then the parable of the mustard seed. Yeah, so we have two, do we have two today? Two today. Two seeds today, and one there's one that's m- missing here. But that's the the first one you're talking about, the ones that fall on the side of the road. That to go, that's the yeah, one. the one yeah. of the seeds. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so, but this is what Jesus is telling us again that the kingdom of God is something that grows. So the kingdom of God is a process mm-hmm. in a sense, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what is the kingdom of God and where is the kingdom of God. Um, later on. But let's explore this scripture. Let's try and understand. This is the scripture, the gospel you're going to hear at again on your Sunday Mass. And our aim is to explain this to you so well that you will actually know more than your priest. <laughs> you'll know more than, than anyone in that church. So you'll be well prepared because I think this is one of the things that we need to do is that sometimes we go to war without preparation. We go to our race without the warm-up. And this is what this podcast is, to get you ready, prepared for the, for, the, for the Mass. So when you go to the Mass, it can just sink in. The seed that you are sowing right now might grow. So let's, let's explore the Word of God, what Jesus is saying in that, in that Gospel. Yeah, so I think um, the first thing we can talk about in terms of the Kingdom of God is that it's a divine work and humans sometimes we're kind of helpless. God's the one doing the work. We can cooperate with God, but we can also hinder it as well if we don't cooperate. Yes. So it's God's work, not our work. You see, in, in a sense, um, it's, it's God's initiative to bring about his kingdom. It's God's initiative to, to help us grow, and to be like him. And so very often, you know, I, I often talk about that Psalm, Psalm 46, and because I, I love it. I think, honestly, I should get it tattooed, not endorsing tattoos. <laughs> but I like Psalm 46, verse 10, you know, like, be still, be still and know that I am God. Because God knows that, hey, you have to, it's my initiative. I'm the one who's working. I'm the one who's building the kingdom. I'm the one, you, all you need to do is to ha- take the seed, 
sow the seed, but that's where your work stops. Yeah. That's where your capacity, your capabilities stop in the sowing of the seeds. You cannot, and some people are so disappointed. You know, they start these evangelization initiatives. Someone sent me something on on Instagram yesterday. And they said, Father, we're starting this new ministry. We're starting this new, new ministry. What am I going to do? A lot of people do start new ministries. They start, they want to work and help people, but they don't see the fruit. They don't see immediate results. And so they, they start to despair. They start to think that they're doing something wrong. And again, Psalm 46, be still, just stop and let me work. Yeah. Two points. One fun fact. I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but that's Psalm 46, 10. When I was learning piano, I used to learn um, at this woman's house with my sister and we would alternate. We'd do half an hour each. And so I would sit with my dad on the couch while my sister would do her lesson and vice versa. Does she still play piano? She doesn't. She was really good, though. I <laughs> yeah. think I kind of... You took you took the limelight. I took the limelight <laughs> and she was always in my shadow. Sorry, uh. sorry, say I love you. <laughs> but on next to the couch where we would wait was a fireplace and it had this big frame and it said Psalm 4610. So I feel like years and years of just seeing that, yeah, yeah. I know what that psalm is. Yes. Yeah, random point. Well, and this is, again, where it comes to the point where God is a miracle worker. God is working in your life, even though you don't see it. And this will bring out also um, our second point. But I, I remember um, a few years ago when I was living in Malta, there was this woman who was part of our prayer group. And she was a farmer. She was a very, very simple woman. She ended up dying in a, getting run over, like literally by, by it was actually by a, a priest or a monk. She got run over. Um, the priest um, lost control, went into the field and boom, killed her. Anyway, oh my gosh, tragic okay. story. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that she was this saintly woman, a beautiful saintly woman. And I used to, I went to the field um, to see her work one day. I said, let me go and see her work. And she was um, harvesting strawberries. And she brought these strawberries into her hand. And I remember her hand, like it was all worn out, all soil and all, all like a harsh hand. And she was holding out these four strawberries. And she, as she was holding them up and handing them to me, she started crying. And she started saying, she says, this is what I'm holding in my hand is a miracle. It's a miracle. She kept repeating the word. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Because she knew that all she did was sow the seed. And then sort of next minute, next the next time she looked, they were strawberries. And she knew that from that point of sowing the seed, which she had to do, because otherwise there wouldn't be the strawberries, yeah. to the point where she's holding this, these miracles in her hand. Imagine we could perceive that. Imagine we could understand that our work in the kingdom of God is just to sow the seeds and then just all we need to do is to stop, be still and stand and stare in awe at what God does or doesn't do. Yeah. And I think this this um, gospel passage is such an encouragement to anyone who's feeling like the work they're doing in ministry or the work they're doing in their family or, or the work they're doing to build the kingdom of God is not bearing any fruit because it is even though yes. you can't see it. And what it requires, it requires us to trust God and to be patient with God. And I think yes. in that waiting process, we we become purified and, and we are able to grow in holiness. Exactly. And that's humility as well. You know, we don't see the results. We don't. And that, I think, brings us to the second point that the kingdom of God and our work for the kingdom of God and our, our living in the kingdom of God is often Im imperceptible. I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway, we cannot like a smart see word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we cannot see it. We can. I mean, if if you were to plant 
I'm watering my plants today, so I'm putting them under the sink and I'm mm-hmm. doing. But you know, I am like when I travel, I travel for three, four weeks. When I come back home, I notice my plants have grown, the trees have grown. In fact, I took a photo, uh, not a photo. There was a video I was watching. Um, that I filmed a few months ago in the garden and then I looked at it the first thing I noticed was whoa how those trees have grown yeah since then but I didn't notice it if it wasn't for that video for that gap I wouldn't have realized how fast how much the trees have grown and this is again um, part of the the work of the kingdom of God that we we plant and we work day by day and we often don't realize what God is doing, and not only talking about in your life, but in the life of the church. Through the thousands of years, what God has done, and the numbers of people that have made it into heaven, because of people like you who are faithful to serve God without necessarily seeing the fruit and the growth that you're investing in. Yeah, I can totally talk to speak to that experience as well. Another point that came out when you were talking about the, the garden growing, even people when they're trying to lose weight and things yes. like a wife might ask their husband, do I look skinnier today? And the <laughs> always, yes, you look good. <laughs> that's right. But the husband's not always going to notice. And it's it's often when you, yeah. um, you, you know, you six weeks later you see somebody and they're like, oh, well, you look fantastic. Like, yes. But how discouraging to, to bring that analogy again, that um, it, it's how discouraging it is because you, you hear the voice of the husband, the wife, and that's the voice you hear that matters. And so you, yeah. it's easy to get discouraged and to think, ah, I'm going to stop because yeah. my husband, my wife is not noticing the change. So just say yes. Husband, <laughs> just that's saying all yes. you need to do. <laughs> so, yeah, but this is the same when we're working in the kingdom of God. People around us don't see the change, you know, like we're working with some people who have addictions, but then they relapse into the addiction and you think, oh, wait, hold on. You know what I mean? That voice is telling me that my work is not good enough. It's not good, but just hold on. Keep on working for the kingdom of God. Because we don't see... Yeah, we don't see it. But um, if we hold on and we're patient and we're we're trusting in God, that harvest will come when it's the right time, when it's ready. And if we're ready for when the kingdom of God's going to be there, like we're ready to just... um, just like the farmer was ready with that sickle to let's yes. reap that harvest. Yes, so there is that. This is the third point. The first point is that humanity, in a sense, is helpless. The second one is that it's often imperceptible. The third one is that the day of harvest will come. Okay, and so this is this should be a motivation, not to be fearful, but this should be our motivation. You see, because I often say this, that your being quiet, your being still, is costing people their salvation. Yeah. So make sure you're speaking out because your salvation and the salvation of others and when I say work for the kingdom of God I'm not only talking about evangelization but making sure that Jesus is the king of your life making sure that people see that Jesus is the king of your life and as a result they want to make Jesus the king of their life yeah now their eternity depends on that your eternity depends on that to be honest is your investment in that will determine where you're going to spend the rest of eternity mm-hmm. so hell exists yes heaven exists yes and we don't we make decisions whether to go to god or away from god by our choice to let god reign in our lives as the king of our lives to live in the kingdom of god and this is what the disciple Jesus was telling his disciples. He was saying, telling them, hey, make sure you stay on the narrow road. Make sure you stay on the path. Make sure that you're sowing these seeds, not only in the lives of others, but also in your own life. Mm-hmm. Seeds of holiness. Yeah. So that's the, the third thing. So um, 
the, the good fruit will be gathered, but and then the, the, the weeds will be destroyed. So let's be aware of that. But always be ready. And, and it does seem like a bit of a scary point, but as Christians, we, we shouldn't be despairing. Like this mm. is a message of hope as well because what did God promise us God promised he was going to be with us until the end of the age yes um so it's we are to be a people of hope exciting you know this is not a threat but this is an opportunity that if we are true disciples if we really know the love of God we won't despair Jesus says 365 times do not despair do not be afraid because I am with you that God is carrying the yoke for us with us all we need our job is so easy like in a sense, just sowing the seeds, speaking, being an example of God's love to other people. But yet at the same time, it is so difficult. It's yeah. so difficult to, to sow these seeds, to be faithful to God in a world where we don't live in a, a kingdom of God. That's right. We live in the world which is, which is not the kingdom of God. Yeah, and I think another um, source of hope as well, if we look at like Jesus kind of came in, into Galilee and his disciples at the start, there were like 12, you know, and then it grew and grew. But Jesus started small and then Jesus, the, the kingdom of God grew. Like it still has yes. a lot more growing to go, to go, but it started small. And this is a source of hope for, for us. Like look what God can do with that. Yes. Um, so it can continue and to grow. Yes. And as you said, he started with his 12 apostles and it's, that's all he invested in. He invested in that and... 11 succeeded and then that the 11 eventually 12 changed the world you know mm. so again it's a, a not to be afraid don't be afraid just all we need to do is to have the faith of a mustard seed he says you see and i, I don't know if you understand what a mustard seed Tiny. is have you ever had mustard you know if you have mustard like well, not the english mustard because that's like crushed but there's like these Dajen, Dajen, or whatever. Uh, Dijon, yeah. Dijon mustard. That's right, fancy. Like, and then you have, you put like you, the tip of your knife, and there are hundreds of seeds right there. So that's literally, you are eating mustard seeds. That's how small they are. And that's what Jesus asks us. He's saying, not saying, hey, you need to be perfect. You have to have great faith. You have to, all you need is just to stop, be still, and give me the little you have. Or give me the little you have. Stop saying I'm not worthy enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not holy enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not good enough. You're never going to be worthy or good enough. But that's not the point. Jesus says, give me, in spite of your unworthiness, in spite of your mess, you show me someone who's worthy and I will show you someone who isn't. That's the very same person who you say is worthy is not. Because mm. nobody's worthy. But yet everyone's invited. Everyone's welcome. And all we need to go give God is just... A, a little, little bit. mustard. That's right. <laughs> a little mustard seed. Yeah, wow. You know, you see, so, yeah. God's expectations. Sometimes our expectations are much higher um, uh, than what God expects of us. But if we cooperate with God, God is able to create a mustard tree, which yeah. we cannot do by our own strength. Speaking of expectation, I was just thinking, like, when Jesus said this parable, the Jews would have been really confused when Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed because it's literally tiny. Mm -hmm. The Jews we know from previous weeks of this podcast, the Jews were expecting this militant leader. They were expecting the kingdom of God to be like this mighty army or like a, a huge earthquake. Mm -hmm. and this has been alluded to like in Old Testament books as well. I think it's the book of Ezekiel. But the Jews would have been confused by this. But again, mm -hmm. Jesus says the smallest of seeds will grow into the largest of plants. Exactly. And that's how the Jews would have perceived Jesus, like the small seed. How could this 
be the son of God if he's so small he's just a mustard seed yeah he's just like vulnerable there on a cross dead but yet God took that seed and won salvation for all of humanity yeah so that we could enter the kingdom of God mm. so there you go there's there's Oops. our homily <laughs> and now you should go make sure you go to to mass on Sunday and yeah understand um, that it's a long scripture so your priest was probably not going to talk about all of, of the scripture but he might talk about the mustard seed he might talk about faith he might talk about the kingdom of God I talk about something else but I think we have a lot of areas covered right there yeah pretty cool time for a joke so you can try again this week and try and yes. make me laugh okay um, well look so uh, don't read it okay. <laughs> alright right. I have okay. faith in you to make so me laugh so I've heard this. this this is this um, I heard on Mark Wahlberg gave it gave okay. this joke okay. what did the fried rice say to the shrimp? I don't know. Don't walk away from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I know. That I was better. And <laughs> I, I have is, a there a, <laughs> is there a reason all the jokes are about food? <laughs> and about, food. <laughs> and about talking food. No, no, no. Okay. So no, don't walk W-O-K. Don't walk away from me. Um, so again, just want you to, to remind you to subscribe to our online courses. We have some extraordinary courses coming up we're really we have courses already there subscribe we have an annual rate heavily discounted um that you can get all of our courses check it out check it out now um but here's our ad um and so you can understand more of what we're offering if you enjoy listening to this podcast and learning more about your faith have you considered enrolling into our online courses FRG Ministry online courses cover teaching, devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. All courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards and phone wallpapers. Online courses from FRG Ministry are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. Titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, Introduction to the Bible and more, with new courses being added regularly. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to courses.frgministry.com. And thanks to Georgia for telling us all about our courses. Make sure you subscribe. And saint me a picture saint now. Saint me a picture. It's a very exciting week. We've got a very cool saint picture. Well, not quite a saint yet, but we've got blessed Carlo Acutis, who is on his way to sainthood. Um, he was in the news a little bit. I think it was about October last mm -hmm. year because he was beatified. What does beatified mean? They become a blessed. They're on their way to sainthood. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. So the, what the, when someone is beatified, the church is saying, "Hey, we have every reason to believe that this person is a saint." Mm. But um, there's still some more confirmations that need to be done. Okay. For example, more miracles that have to be shown. Yes. To prove. Now, just to, to say something, just just because someone is beatified just someone just because someone is not beatified doesn't mean they're not in heaven okay when they're beatified when they're made saints or made blessed what the church is really saying is that when they're canonized beyond the shadow of a doubt this person is in heaven and be like them 
listen to them. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't mean just because they're not beatified that they're not not in heaven. But uh, yeah, so the Blessed Carlo Acutis, very Pretty relevant. Very relevant. He was only a teenager. Um, he was into. I think he's. Was he buried in um, jeans and Nike runners? Is that yes. right? So he was. But what year was he born? Two. Nineteen ninety one. So nineteen ninety one, and died in two thousand. And six. 2006. Like, I, I remember 2000. Do you remember 2006? I, I was in year 10. <laughs> I, I remember 2006. I, like, I'd, what, what was the year of... 2001 was the Twin Towers. That's 2001. Right. I was grade five. Yeah, so he would <laughs> have witnessed... He, he, he witnessed the, the 2001. He, he, like, he was just so contemporary. He, he died at the time of Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. And yet this guy, 15 years old, is on the way to becoming a saint. Such an inspiration. He's one of our saints on our ministry partners pages. On page as well. That was so a nice, yeah. <laughs> so frgministry.com forward slash ministry partners. See um, the way he has blessed us as a ministry as well. So we said he was into computers. He actually developed, Carlo Acutis developed a website on all of the Eucharistic miracles. And I think... One of the points that really gets me is his family wasn't um, particularly devout to the faith. I think his mum said that she went to church, I think her first communion, her confirmation, her wedding, and that's mm-hmm. it. But after Carlo, Carlo's first communion, he decided to, to go to Mass as often as possible. Like, I think he went to confession weekly, prayed the rosary all the time. He would beg his parents to take him on um, pilgrimages to pl- places of different saints and places of Eucharistic miracles. And eventually this rubbed off on his family, his mum experienced this beautiful conversion through his devotion, and he was the one dragging his his relatives so to amazing. daily mass. Like not the other way around, you know. We've what we hear about parents dragging their children. Yes, this yes. is a child dragging their parents. I think that's oh, so amazing. beautiful. Um, and so the, this is a like a, a beautiful example as well of perseverance, even for you who are praying for your parents, praying for your spouses, praying for those around you. Just keep at it. Be sold out for Jesus, as Blessed Carlo is. And it also, I think. Um, his life, it shows us that sainthood is attainable for young people. Like, he's your everyday person. Again, jeans, nikes, a hoodie. Like, But he didn't achieve anything great, did he? He was, like, yeah, of course, he a- achieved a holiness. Like, yeah. But he wasn't In the eyes extremely of the world, it's gifted. Not, yeah. yeah. Like, they, they didn't, he wasn't, didn't have extraordinary gifts. He didn't, he was, like, you wouldn't even look twice at, at this guy. But... What he did was he had a deep understanding of the love of God. He responded to that with the little seed that he had. And God made something big out of it. And it, through his suffering, you see, he didn't despair. He was diagnosed with leukemia. That's right. And he didn't despair, but he used that what we call rede- for redemptive suffering. Mm. He offered his suffering for Pope Benedict XVI and for the church. Wow. And he said, look, every time I'm suffering, every time I have to go through chemo, every time I have to do all of this... I'm offering this pain, this suffering, for the holiness that Pope Benedict XVI and the Church um, will be in the Kingdom of God, will surrender more to the Kingdom of God. Yeah, amazing. And I think we'll just close, um, state me off, state me, state me a picture with a quote from um, Carlo Acutis. This is this too, I have to share too. The first one, to always be close to Jesus, that is my life plan. And the second quote, if we get in front of the sun, we get suntans. But when we get in front of Jesus in the Eucharist, we become saints. Wow. I love tans, but I also <laughs> love the Eucharist. <laughs> suntans? Or... <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's the... Um, I, I love that quote. You think you stand... Jesus is like, it's the sun, S-O-N. You stand in front of him, the, the, 
fruit of standing in front of him is, is how cool i just think it's such a yeah, it's oh, I'm going to share that quote. Yeah, <laughs> done. Right. It's a good one. Okay, so we're coming to our topic. Here we go. Of the week. So our topic: Where is the kingdom of God? Well, where and what is the kingdom of God? Mm. First of all, it's not a physical place. No. It's not. A, um, it's not a, a somewhere that you can see or enter into or exit out of. But the kingdom of God is a place. A space, a person, where Jesus is king. Jesus is king. So if Jesus is king of your life, then the kingdom of God it's reigns in you. you. Yeah. yeah. If the kingdom of God reigns in your family, if Jesus is king, Jesus is Lord of all of your family, then the kingdom of God is in your household. Yeah. If the king, if Jesus is first in your business, then the kingdom of God reigns in your business. If in your parish, in your church. But the place where the kingdom of God is not is where... Jesus is not king. He's not king. He could be an accessory. Yeah. He could be someone who's in your house and he has your, you have their statues and you have the crucifix hung up. But it doesn't mean there's the kingdom of God there because what the kingdom of God is where Jesus is king. Yeah, and you know, we ask for this in the Our Father when we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Exactly. So we're praying for the kingdom of God every time we pray yes. the Our Father. So this is what we're doing. And so Jesus, Jesus himself is the kingdom of God, in other words. So it, Jesus, the fulfillment, there was no place that God reigned than in the person of Jesus on, on earth. So mm. when we're praying that kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, basically we're praying, we're praying, Maranatha, Maranatha, come oh, Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So that, uh, that's what we're praying every time we pray the Our Father. Um, also, you know, where, where God and humanity are united. So we know yes. from um, with Adam and Eve and they we, we lost our connection with God through original sin, but Jesus came to redeem us back to the Father. Um, so anywhere where God and um, humanity are reunited, that is where the kingdom of okay. God is. So in order to understand where the kingdom of God is, you have to understand where the kingdom of God is not. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is not where there's separation from brother and sister, from um, friends, from people around us. That is not, the kingdom of God is absent there. But the kingdom of God on the opposite side is present where there is unity, where there is unity between you and God. So the most a scriptural example we have of, of the separation of the kingdom of God is Adam and Eve, that they separated through sin. They separated themselves from God. So they were kicked out of Eden, the kingdom of God. Yeah. They were kicked out of the garden, the place where God reigned. And now they're in a place where God doesn't reign anymore. And the consequence of that is labor and sin and, and um, sort of hatred and violence and suffering and pain because we've separated ourselves from the kingdom of God. Now in heaven, we know that there is no hatred, there's no sin, there's no pain, there's no sickness. So whenever we see a miracle, and we often see miracles, uh, it, it, like even in our online masses, we see so many miracles happening. It's because God is showing and saying, hey, I'm going to bring about my kingdom here. Hmm. I'm going to bring about the kingdom of God in this place. And you know that God is at work is because he's bringing heaven here on earth. Where, why does God heal? Because there's no sickness in heaven. So where God is, where Jesus is, there's healing. And there's forgiveness of sin and there's unity. 
that I, I probably missed the point that I was actually <laughs> talking about. But this is the kingdom of God. This is where the reign of God is, where God is, humanity is reconciled and God is brought brought back. So yeah. uh, the question I ask is, does the, is the kingdom of God alive in your life? Is, or is the, are you not quite there? Because this is yeah. what Jesus wanted. This is what Jesus worked in his disciples. He said, hey, guys, this is what I want you to do is to allow me to reign in your life. And once I reign in your life, then you're going to influence the world. That's right. And so the kingdom of God needs to start with us. It needs to reign in our lives. And we also see the kingdom of God, you know, um, in the gathered community, which is the church. But the kingdom of God also isn't fully in the church yet no. because we mm-hmm. still have work to do to, to make the reign of God, um, God as king, Jesus as king everywhere. That's right. So the, the, the in our faith as well, the, the closest where the kingdom of God reigns is in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So the kingdom of God is fully in the Eucharist, the source and summit of our faith that Jesus, if you want to stay close to the kingdom of God, then stay close to the Eucharist. And this is how we become what we consume. So we consume Jesus, the body, blood, soul, divinity of Christ. Then we become the kingdom of God yeah. in this world. But God is here. Yes, the kingdom of God is here. It's at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. But not quite here yet. Not quite here yet. Fully. Yeah. Because Jesus has to return for his bride and has to return and, and redeem his bride. At the moment, we are his bride, but we're walking up the aisle and we're distracted. We're flirting with people on the, in the <laughs> pews as we're going up. And we're very distracted. There's the king in front of us, but we're very distracted. So hopefully the, now what in the second coming, Jesus runs towards his bride and, and you know, captures, captivates the heart of his bride. Hopefully your heart is captivated for Jesus. You're sold out for Jesus as Carlo Acutis was, was in his life. The kingdom of God was certainly present in his life. Wow. A lot oh. of stuff today. Yeah, I went on preach mode there. You, you have did to stop a little me. bit. It's no, it's okay. <laughs> I enjoy listening to it. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I guess this brings us to the end of the season. Yes. Yeah, so quickly, uh, just before we finish, just again, thank you to the ministry partners for mm-hmm. making this possible. This whole season, the last few seasons, entirely sponsored, entirely supported by you, our ministry partners. So um, just um, to find out more about our ministry partners, here's Georgia again. The production of this podcast would not be possible without the support of our donors and ministry partners. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a one-off donation or becoming an FRG ministry partner from just $5 per month as well as enabling FRG ministry to impact hearts across the world through the creation of online resources and outreach programs. As an FRG ministry partner, you will have access to our rewards program where you can receive exclusive benefits and content to help you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about becoming an FRG ministry partner, head to frgministry.com slash donate. Thanks, Georgia, for um, that reminder about our ministry partner program. And again, we must thank Georgia for all of her wonderful work here at the Catholic Influencers podcast. She was able to join us for season four and season five, and we were very, very blessed to have her. So thank you so much to Georgia. Moving forward, what do we have coming up in season six? We do have a new co-host signed on for the next season. Very exciting, but we're not going to tell you who it is quite yet so if you want to be the first person to know about that um 
firstly become a ministry partner, they're going to find out first. Yeah, right. But then um, you can check our social media profiles. So you can find us at Catholic Influences underscore on Instagram, facebook.com forward slash Catholic Influences, on Twitter, Cath Influences. Um, what else? And then you have contact us, go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast and also podcast at frgministry.com email. We'd love to hear from you. We're about to begin season six soon after we've taken a little break, but we want your feedback. We want to know. Also, we want to know how you have been impacted by the last few seasons. Tell us, just get your phone, film yourself and just talk to us. Tell us wow and in just 10 seconds, 15 seconds, how it has impacted you. So we can post that on our social media and we can tell the world about what God is doing through this podcast as well. Write us a review, subscribe to the, to the podcast. We want the best is yet to come. We're excited. We're so excited about the, the future seasons. And we have also a, a couple of bonus content coming for you during our season break. That's right. And we this season was full of giveaways and we hope to continue to do that in season six as well. But in the meantime, during our podcast break, be sure to check out FRG Ministries social media for a very special giveaway. So you can find them at FRG Ministry Instagram or facebook.com forward slash FRG Ministry. Beautiful. So once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us this entire season, end of season five. We're going to miss you. But we also need a little bit of a break. <laughs> There's a lot of work that has come in. Pray for us. We're praying for you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in the break. You'll hear from us, but also in season six. See you soon. God bless. God bless.